Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. And we are rolling. <laughs> Welcome to, uh, what did we decide our name was? <laughs> Oh, but then again, what do we know? We know. (laughs) The title is too new. I've lost it in a week. (laughs) Then again, what do we know? We certainly don't know the title of our own podcast. (laughs) That doesn't bode well for us. (laughs) Uh, I am Brianne Griebel, and my partner in podcast is Mer Monson. Hi, Mer. Hello. We uh we were just uh, chit chatting before we hit the record button, and we were both saying that uh, we we both feel like we kind of have molasses minds today. feeling a little drowsy, a little sleepy, a little slow. Um, And then we got a kick out of, we decided last week that this week we were going to talk about death. So (laughs) that topic with our uh, current mindset could be an interesting combination. Uh, This could be great. Uh, It could be a bunch of baloney. (laughs) If If you're hearing it, we decided not to delete it and decided to post it anyway. So that's, today, a, that's the foresight. <laughs> today we might end with the title of our podcast rather than begin it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so death. Uh, what a topic. Um, I, you know, and I, what I love about our podcast, Mar, I don't know about you, is we don't, some, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of think about a topic ahead of time, like, hey, next week, what do you want to talk about? But I don't know about you. I don't really think much about it until we actually hit the record button, though. I think so little about it. I forget what we're talking That's about. Right. <laughs> That's right. She's all like, what did we decide we're going to talk on again? Um, so where do we want to begin on this um, fun little topic? What yeah. comes to mind for you, Mer, <sighs> about the, the great sleep? <laughs> That's a cool metaphor. I think the things sitting on my plate most around this subject are um, my experience of being diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and just the way that it, it brought my own death into very clear view Mm -hmm. like it zoomed me way in Mm -hmm. to the to the reality of my own death Mm -hmm. uh and the other thing that's just kind of sitting there is my parents are aging yeah you know they're getting old and they're looking old and sounding old and acting old and and so my mind plays with that it tries to make sense of you know, how will they go and what will that mean when they go and how will it feel when they, when they go and how does our relationship shift when they're gone? And those are kind of the two things that are most fresh for me. Does either one of them call to you or does something else call? uh, I'm curious, like when you said like you were, I think you said zoomed in when, you know, with the cancer diagnosis and you kind of got zoomed into the own, the idea of your own death. Like what, what did that do for you? Like, what did you see when you were zoomed in? Well, to be totally frank, I loved it. 
Tell me more, Mer. I mean, yes, it was terrifying. But once the terror started to calm, what happened was, is that my awareness of what it meant to be alive just got really bright, really crystal clear, and really alive. Mm. Like, uh, it's, it's almost like it, it's an instant, uh, what's the word? <laughs> it's an instant cold shower. <laughs> like, like it, it washes away instantly. You're thinking about the past and you're thinking about the future and it just oh, wow. drops you into the present moment like nothing else had ever done that for me. Mm, a cold shower for the soul. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, it, you just start to get eyes for what's, what's actually real, what's actually present, what's true, um, what matters to you and what doesn't. Yeah. All the things you've been afraid of that you don't have to be all the things you've been waking up that you can stop, all the things from the past that you thought were in charge that aren't. Mm -hmm. I mean, just in so many different, there's so many different lenses on it, but at heart, it was just, well, and, and in essence, it was getting eyes for everything that, w that, that couldn't die or that wouldn't die, even if my body did. Mm. And what are those things? Mark? Oh my gosh. Like I know <laughs> but it, it was just a, it was a sense of it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a nice poem. It was just a, a, a sense of, I mean, love is a nice word, but, and that points to it. Um, grace points to it. Presence points to it. God points to it. It was the part of me that, that couldn't get sick. Mm. Those are the best words I've got for it. But it was a game changer. Just, just saying hello to that space that, that wasn't unfamiliar, but I'd never looked straight at it in the way that I did then. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to me that I feel like for the vast majority of people, like there's a fear of death. And it's, it's fascinating. And I'm not saying I'm above it. Um, theoretically, I don't fear my own death. Now, if I were faced with it in this exact moment, <laughs> all bets are off. I have no idea how <laughs> I would feel. But the idea of my own death doesn't terrify me. Um, but it's so interesting that it happens to every single one of us. And yet, we're all afraid of it. And we don't look it head on. And... Um, Similar but different for me is I'm, you know, I, I kind of realized once I um, kind of dropped everything and, and moved back to my tiny hometown to care for my mom, like she has an Alzheimer's diagnosis and that runs in my family. So I kind of knew like there's nothing you can do about that. Eventually you will die from the systems, symptoms of Alzheimer's. Like <clears throat> Alzheimer's itself won't kill you, but um, your body will begin to shut down and that will kill you. Um, so it's not like it was a surprise, but that you know, the end was coming, but coming up here, <clears throat> I kind of realized, oh, I'm walking my mother toward her death. That's what I'm doing here. And it's like, it wasn't obvious 
to me and uh, until relatively recently, like, oh, that's, I'm not here to just care for her, like to care for her body and to care for her spirit or anything like, um, to, to, to make her comfortable. It's like, I'm, I'm, we're, we're in this journey toward her death together. Yeah. And similar to you, that has sharpened so much of my experience with her. And in an interesting way that I, if I wasn't in the middle of it, I wouldn't have predicted because there's not a, a desperation in clinging to like, oh, these are my final moments. I must, you know, soak up everything I can. I must try to remember all of this stuff. You know, there's not this desperation because I'm running out of time. It just, something about it does make it just more real, more there, more like, yeah, these moments will come to an end. The love won't, the, the spirit and essence of what she is won't. Like, and that's the thing that makes it safe. Like knowing those things is what makes it safe for me to look at my grief over the losing of the woman I knew. And, you know, when she eventually dies, her, you know, her physical body, like, it's not that I don't experience grief over the idea of her loss, but it feels safe to be in that grief because, because of, yeah, what you're saying or the what's left when there is the death to what we knew. There's still, there is still something. But I think most people are so afraid of death, they won't look at it to be able to see that, to find the comfort on the other side of it. Like there is something after death. I, I also can't claim to exactly know what that is. <laughs> but it's oh, so- come on. <laughs> it is so Give it obvious. a go. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Well, you, it's so obvious to me that there is something. It just, again, I also can't put words to it, but it's so obvious. I have seen so much of my mother stripped away, like what I thought was kind of concrete or real or true. So much of that was stripped away. And yet I'm somehow left with more than what I started with, with her. I can't wrap my head around it, but I just know it's true. <laughs> wow. I love that. I mean, that's, that's such a gorgeous paradox, what you just said. I'm, I'm, I'm ending up with more than I started with after all that I've lost. Uh, it's, if you try to figure that out too much, your head will hurt and you'll, 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 you'll begin to lose some of it. Cause I've tried. I'm like, what is that about? What is that paradox? If only I could solve it, I would only have the good stuff and not the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not a puzzle a brain can do because it, no. it, it doesn't belong to the brain, does it? Yeah, no. I have come to terms with there is, there is far more about life that I am never going to understand than I ever am going to understand. And death is one of those things. Like I am, there is so much more about death that I will never understand than I ever will. But oddly enough, I find a comfort in that because that means any idea that I have about death that is scary has a huge possibility of not actually being true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's got to be true about everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Talk to me about the obviousness. You used the word obvious. Mm -hmm. There's obviously something that isn't going to die or that doesn't die or that can't die or that can't be affected by everything that's been lost when mm -hmm. a body 
mm-hmm. goes, you know, what, how, how is it that we can, how is it that that can become obvious to us? Mm. Good question. I don't know. There's just something about that, that I think I'm trying to think like what makes it obvious to me? Well, you know, I keep coming back to, to, to what I said that I can't explain how it is that my relationship with my mother is richer than it was before. Like, like I mean so much richer. And it's been after all of the things I wanted were taken from me. So even though I don't have the words for it, it, there has to be something there. There just has to. Like, how can my relationship with her be richer after the losing of her personality, the losing of the title of mother and daughter, the losing of my name? You know, I don't exist to her. I don't exist in her world, really. I am sometimes a presence in her physical space, but I don't know how much different I am from any other body in her physical space, you know? Um, So I don't exist in her world, yet how is it that I feel more connected to her than ever before? It just points to the obviousness of, you know, there is a factor in there. It is an X factor that I I don't know what to put in that that blank spot. But like, (laughs) my mind wants to jump to something like so far out of my realm of expertise. But then again, what do we know? like, but the tiny, tiny bit I know about black holes <laughs> or, or, or dark matter is like, it's dark, I think it's dark matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so far out of my league on this one. I'm kind of loving it. Go but for it. I, <laughs> from what I understand, it's like, they don't absolutely have no idea what dark matter is. They just know it's there. They can't explain it. They just, it's the absence of things that makes them know there is something there is what I understand of dark matter. <laughs> well, that's it, kind of a gorgeous metaphor for what you're trying to describe. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, it's, anybody who knows anything about that will, could probably shut me down in a, a second. But that's my like, Yeah, it's totally fine. You're, you're open. <laughs> Door's wide open for that. I fully take any criticisms. But that's my understanding. Like, there's, it's the lack of things that make them say something is here. <laughs> And that's what they call dark matter. Um, and, and, and then once you see that, it's obvious. Like, of course, there's something there. Can't explain it. Don't know what it is. Um, we can investigate further. But but don't you just want to kind of hang out in the feeling of it sometime? Yeah. Without so, trying to figure it out or put it into words. Yeah. it's And it's kind of what I said. Like, don't try too hard to understand the paradox. Because there's beauty in the paradox. Like, oh, you don't, you can get something amazing out of it without trying to explain it. Yeah, without having any idea mm-hmm. about it, other than a, a sense of it, a sniff, a glimpse. Yeah. It makes me, that makes me think of, um, I heard an interview with Stephen Colbert once. Um, and apparently he's deeply religious. I had no idea. And I can't remember if he's, I think he's Catholic. Oh God, now I don't remember. Um, I think it's Catholic. Um, but he was just, you know, casually talking about um, 
religion with somebody. And I'm totally going to misquote him, but he said something along the lines of like, it's up for grabs that it isn't exactly this way. Don't get me wrong. Like what I've learned and what I believe, it's totally up for grabs if it's not actually true. He's like, but something about it inspires a mystery in me. And I really love sitting in the mystery of life. Mm. Yeah, it reminds me of, I, when I was in London last year, I had the total pleasure of going to the home of a Jewish rabbi and having Shabbat with he and his family. Mm-hmm. And he, he and his wife and I were taking a walk back to the train station later that night. And I asked him, I said, how do you, when, when you glimpse that, that we live in a world of thought and that everything is in a sense made up in the world of thought, but how do you, how do you hold your faith with, with, a, with a glimpse of that? I mean, like, where's the intersection of truth and fiction, of reality and illusion, of God and what isn't, what, or what's made up, mm-hmm. you know? And, and he just looked at me and, and he said, that, that's the mystery. That's the beauty of the mystery. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody knows where those two meet, mm-hmm. where that boundary is. And I, and I kind of loved that because it, it, it allowed me to hold my faith in a completely new way mm. of, oh my gosh, this is just a playground to look at the mystery from. Mm. Tell me more about that. Okay, so you know how you were talking about the obviousness of something there? Mm-hmm. Like I got eyes at some point for the difference between actually seeing something and so that it's as obvious as gravity or or what you were describing. And the difference between that and having a belief or having a nice idea about something. And I just never realized for most of my life that there there wasn't, there was a difference there, that there was a game you could play beyond the world of, I believe this and I believe in it. Mm. That we could actually wake up to something that that's behind the curtain, behind the scenes, underneath the ground of, of the world we make out of our mind. And I just see that when, when we're living in a world of a religion or a faith, It's, it's in essence a play space to look beyond the world of belief, mm. to see what we can see, to see what, what can become obvious to us beyond an idea. I mean, when I listen to you speak about your mom and your experience with her and what you're waking up to, I don't hear a nice list of platitudes that have helped you get through it. Mm. It's a completely <laughs> different ballpark than that. Yeah.
So I don't really have a lot more to say (laughs) about that, but just that to me, when you're looking at death, I, I think part of, part of what all of our fear about dying makes us do is latch onto and grab onto beliefs Mm. and ideas. Yeah. And yeah, they can be comforting in moments, but, but there's something so much richer and deeper on offer if we're willing to hang with it and keep looking until the fear subsides to, to see what we can see beyond it or sense about what doesn't come and go like a body. Yeah, it is interesting that we have this, uh, what's the word, desire, drive um, to like um, plant our flag in some territory of thought, of some set of beliefs, um, of some sort of place to like plant my flag and I'm going to like this, this is the thing that's true. And, and try to create something permanent around that, like something solid and sturdy, you know. And like literally the very thing that you think is you, your body, is not permanent. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing about you is permanent. And yet we try so hard to create some sort of permanence and stability and structure. And it's so interesting that that, again, talk about a paradox, like, some part of us knows <laughs> this is a temporary show. <laughs> um, yeah, and we go to such immense lengths to to make ourselves forget. Yeah, and I just as I'm saying this metaphor, I can I can I just pack, picture this visual of all of us like, you know, planting our flags and then never letting go of the pole. And so the only things we get to see are in a circumference around that pole. Like we can only explore however our arms reaches from that pole. And that's unfortunate because so many people are afraid to let go of that pole. Because if it's not that, oh my God, what is it? If that's not true. But it's like, oh my God, well now you're talking about freedom and space to like, you get to go find all kinds of stuff. You get to play with all kinds of things. Because ultimately that thing you and I are pointing to, which we still haven't yet been able to really articulate, that thing is the permanent thing. That is your stability. That, that, that unknown variable. And I love your words for it. God, love, presence, like whatever that thing is, is the permanent thing. But it's really hard to see if you don't let go of the pole. Because the longer you hang on to that pole, the more you're going to like just, you know, have a circle of a, a path and it's going to look more and more real and more and more valid and you're going to get farther and farther in a rut. And so it's going to really look like you can't let go. <laughs> oh, I just love that. And the visual that's going on for me is you're trying, you're in the water and you're trying to swim. And as long as someone's throwing you a buoy or a floaty, you're going to grab on. Mm-hmm. And you're going to think that's what's helped. That's what's causing you to, to be okay, mm-hmm. to float. But it's, it, it's never, it's never the thing we're hanging on to. That's the source of our safety. It's, it's our innate ability to float. 
<laughs> it's it's that part of us that's made of whatever we're having a hard time describing <laughs> you know that's made of the part that that isn't um temporary that is permanent and you can't you can't get a sense of it until you wake up to the fact that we are planting flagpoles and hanging on for dear life And it's so funny to me just right now, just thinking about it, how we think the safety is in hanging on tight to the flagpole. Yes. And the actual safety is in, it's in the exact opposite place, the place where, it, where the flagpoles get made out of. Yeah, whoever's making the flagpoles. Yeah. Whatever's making the flagpoles. And the territory and the ground and you. <laughs> yes, the whole ball. Whatever's of making the whole show. Yes. Like getting eyes for that thing. But nope, I'm gonna plant this flag right here. I claim this land for Brienne. <laughs> so human. And even yeah. even I mean, even though even when you wake up to the fact that we're doing it. We still do still it, do it. <laughs> but, it, but it's a different game when you, when you realize, oh my gosh, I'm making flags and planting them <laughs> and marking out territory. Like, yeah, humans do that, but it, it's, there's, there's a different feel to it. There's a different presence to it. There's a different something to it when you recognize and are aware that that's what we're doing and that it isn't where our safety lies. We just don't have so much on the flag or the territory or how yeah. tight we're gripping. And, you know, it kind of, it's, it just strikes me as like another reason that, that I kind of um, like our, our podcast title, but then again, what do we know, um, is that seeing all this like helps me like, yeah, I'm still going to plant flags and I'm still going to have beliefs and say, no, this is how it works or this is true. I've just, because I've seen so far beyond that in so many other aspects of my life, I just don't take it too seriously. Like I don't hang on too tight. <laughs> right. Like somewhere right. in the back of my mind for like things that I'm consciously aware of and thinking about quite often I can go, eh, but I could be wrong on that. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to move forward as if this is solid ground, as if this is true, see what happens. If I turn out to be wrong, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like with, you still grip it, but you just, you don't hang on nearly as tightly or for as long to any yeah. particular flag or at least less of them. I just, now my mind is like, <laughs> the visual is like now that the, the flag poles have actually turned horizontal and now it's like monkey bars and you can just swing between, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to swing on this like pole for a while. Let me go swing on this one. Let's <laughs> back to the playground. There, nice. well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think this is a keeper. <laughs> yeah. I think something cool happened. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was funny. We're like, this could be horrible or awesome. I mean, I don't know if I can be the judge, but I've had a good time. So that's a good indicator. Yeah. I feel better than I did a half hour ago. So that's mine. Yeah. The molasses is a little less sticky, for sure. I, I think I let go of one of my flagpoles, actually, I think is what happened. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. And just, you know, final thought um, for anyone listening. You know, if you got a few minutes after this, just hang out for a second. And, you know, be, get curious. Like, where have you planted flags? Like, 
you know, particularly like, you know, the original point of this podcast was death. It's like, do you have a whole lot of sticky thinking around that big word? Like, can you just look at it and sit with it and get curious if you can see something else? I guarantee there's a gift there. Mm, for sure. Thanks, Mer. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Bye.